ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, please keep um, rating, reviewing, subscribing. Um, we love to see those reviews coming in. Don't be shy. Leave leave a little note on Apple Podcasts. Don't be shy. We really want to get to 100 reviews so that we can recap a movie of your choosing. Thanks, guys. Yes, please. These reviews, like anytime we're having a bad day, we when we read them, you make us so happy. Yeah, honestly, we love them. <laughs> we send them to each other. We trade them like Pokemon cards. Yeah, and even if you just want to leave one on Spotify, no need to no need to commit to any message. Just give us the throw us those five stars. Or across platforms. Like if you really want to go Oh my god. <laughs> if you really oh. want to go above and beyond, if you were an overachiever in high school, this is your time. We see you. Hey, I'm just thinking out loud, maybe get a few friends together. Oh Everybody pull out their phone, pull out Apple Podcasts, pull out Spotify, rate, review, and subscribe. It could be Everybody... a great way to just like, you know, socialize with your friends. Yeah. And the person who has the best review, um, I don't know, maybe everybody buys them a drink. A lemon drop. Anyway, on with the show. So today we're talking about season two, episode 18, Divine Secrets and the ZVZ Sisterhood. The original air date is May 18th, 2009. And the episode was directed by Michael Lang, written by Patrick Sean Smith, Jessica O'Toole, and Amy Rarden. The IMDb summary, buckle up, it's a long one, is in an attempt to impress Cappy, Rusty tries to solve a mystery involving CRU's secret skull and bone society, but gets more than he bargained for. Meanwhile, two former ZBZs who defected to Icky ask Casey if they can return. But the but the heads are reluctant. Also, I think we're giving away too much. I don't think we should say also, all that. Rebecca seeks dating advice from Calvin as she prepares to go. You're giving your recap, and Jacqueline, you can't recap the whole thing at the top. I didn't write this. Yeah, please keep no listening. More. Even if there's more written, you're done. There's nothing else. That's the whole thing. I said yeah, that is the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing us with these r- little snippets. They're trying to put us out of business. All right, let's dive in. We're at the KT house and they're having a puppet show. And in this puppet show, they're reminding people how specific KT brothers like their nachos, just to remind the p- pledges when they're um making them for them word that andy licious is de-pledging gets around and cappy tells them all that it's because of the kiss between jordan and rusty and he starts calling rusty douche mover aren't you surprised that like they were allowed to say this on abc family yeah yes but i wonder if like adding mover to it like yeah I was because douche that. isn't a bad word yeah. inherently. It's like a cleaning product. Yeah. So you're probably just not allowed to say, but I guess douchebag is also a cleaning product. Yeah. I don't know. I was, this was an intriguing, like, choice of words. They use yeah. it a lot in this. They use it a lot. Douche mover. I've never heard it. Never, ever heard someone say that. In the douche universe, the doucheverse. In the Never juice reverse of it all. It's also clear that like all the brothers now think um, Rusty is kind of a big jerk, which I don't know. I put him in the jerk category. I put him in annoying, know-it-all, drives me insane. I don't think I'm like classifying him as a douchebag jerk. No. Yeah. It, I think it's more like the older, like Cappy is the one who's clearly leading the way. On oh, this. he's running a smear campaign. Yeah. And then like Pickle, I think is just kind of like razzing Rusty. Wade seems like in the middle of upset. Like he seems to be following Cappy's lead on like this being a douche move. But I feel like Wade has never really like, liked rusty that much like i get the feeling he just 
like tolerates Rusty. Yeah, we have no evidence to support that, but it doesn't feel like their two personalities would like gel. No, I don't think they're like close at all. And Cappy, it's clear that he's so sensitive about this because of the whole Casey situation, which I thought was a given, but we'll find out it's not. I just think like Rusty wasn't the one who was in the relationship. So he should relax. If any, like he is the last person, not the last person to blame, but like be mad at Jordan. I I know we've gone over this 10 million times, but he wasn't in a relationship. It's not, I think it would be more warranted for them to be treating him like this if, if they found out Rusty cheated on his own girlfriend but I get the feeling that they would not be as mad I think it's like the stealing away from a a brother is that their whole thing yeah that's true I think it's like yeah Andy was a brother and you crossed him and not just like some random guy now Casey is emailing Max in the ZBZ living room and Rebecca approaches her with outfit choices and she is asking her to help her pick out her outfit for her Quote, first official lesbian date with a Robin. Her words, not mine. Um, And Casey is, like, actually pretty dismissive about this. She says, oh, you're actually going? I thought that you were doing that for attention. Ouch. Um, Yeah. And then, I know, it was, like, really, like, oh. Really? That really cut deep. Casey, not an ally. It was also like kind of like a throwaway line, I think. Like they just kind of added that in there for Casey to be like, yeah, you're always like attention seeking. But like now it's like, whoa, like you would never hear that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also, it made me a little sad that she was shutting down Rebecca like this. Like yeah. she really dimmed her light in this moment. I know Rebecca is so excited and it's like rare to see her that genuinely like purely excited and I I was disappointed in case in this moment me too and then she says well you know what actually I'll just call Robin and see what she's wearing and then runs off but she is only asking Casey because Ashley is out of town Mm -hmm. wonder what um Amber was filming this week that she couldn't (laughs) that she had to be written out of the episode so now Beth that's her name right Beth the dumb yes Yes. Beth, among a few other of the XZBZ's current ickies, waltz into the house and they approach Casey and they say they want to come back. They say Joan the landlady likes to sneak into their bed and spoon them when she's drunk. They're not happy there. It sounds like a mess. It sounds like it's the fire fest of Greek Row. Yeah, apparently the house is, like, really, really disgusting, like, so dirty because the new pledges are very sloppy, and also I feel like Franny can't really afford, like, a cleaning crew and stuff. They've also petitioned Panhellenic and not heard back, so now they won't be allowed to participate in homecoming, which is very upsetting to Beth. Yeah, it sounds like just, like, it's falling apart at the seams yeah brenda says she's gotten back together with her weird ex-boyfriend just so he could she could use his shower yeah ew i don't even want to know what the showers look like then well we've said this before it really is just like a regular old house so there's probably like maybe like two bath, like not enough bathrooms for all of these girls you know certainly not and casey is like okay i get what you're saying but that doesn't mean we're gonna let you come back and also it's not really her call she's like i mean i could suggest something to ashley who's not here but like i i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know that i think that this is a good idea and also it is like is it casey's decision at all like they really do treat it like that in this episode even though they say it's not but again she is a a bit of a a bit of a micromanager at least in her former life. Oh, yeah. And they say that it's getting worse in the KT house, which that's bad. Can you imagine? Yeah. I feel like when you said she's a micromanager, I feel like Casey has gone from micromanager to like middle manager. Like she actually isn't really managing anyone or very much, but like she is still like everyone goes to her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everybody still thinks that she's the the playmaker. So now Rusty is cleaning up spray paint around campus as part of his community service for being in the trophy room when Andy threw a ball. That whole, again, last episode was a mess. 
Not not on our part. Dale is there. He's throwing peanuts on the ground as Rusty's cleaning up. And Rusty's like, okay, I'm like supposed to be cleaning this up. And I also didn't ask for your company. And Rusty's just lamenting about how Cappy's mad at him. And he's, you know, woe is me. Um, and then Dale goes, yeah, Cappy did sound a little moody on the phone this morning. And Rusty's like, oh my gosh, he called? And Dale's like, yeah, well, not for you. We chat sometimes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's cute. It is cute. Ever since they had that moment um, at the KT house where Dale accidentally got drunk. And they snuggled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've kind of been kindred souls. But Dale was like, yeah, I mean, the subject of Andy never came up. Um, but he did warn Dale to keep Rusty away from Sheila. <laughs> Oof. Sheila, again, is Dale's new girlfriend, the leasing agent at the apartment where they live. <laughs> For context. Friendly reminder. Every time I think of it, I just think of Casey saying, are you trying for a townhouse? <laughs> uh, she's so funny. So is Dale. Oh, my God. Everybody. I mean, this I'm always gushing about Dale, but he really does make me laugh so much. And so anyway, Rusty is continuing to clean spray paint. And then they see this symbol. And um, Dale is like, oh, my gosh, that is a symbol of this secret cult at CRU, the Amphora cult. And he says they put their sign around campus right before they're about to tap students to be new members. And Dale is, like, really skeptical. Like, it's giving devil's work. It's giving, like, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, it's giving Da Vinci Code. That reminds me, we should get Tom Hanks on the podcast. Honestly, yes. Emailing now. Yeah. <laughs> and so Dale like does not even want to really touch this symbol. And he says, you know what? It's bad enough that I let Sheila read my horoscope to me. <laughs> what do we think Dale is? He's he's like evangelical Christian or, you know, he's Baptist. That's what he said, I think. I meant like, do you think oh. he's a Sagittarius or? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Did we ever learn his birthday? I don't know, which makes me think like, is it a summer birthday? But do we know anybody's birthday? Do they all have summer birthdays? Are they all Leos? <laughs> we should figure out which in the show, which birthdays we know about, which ones we don't know about. And then we should do like a star sign. Yes, birth charts. I don't we think should. any of them ever celebrate in any of the episodes, but I could be wrong. In the Wait, snow is- episode at the end, I remember looking at that for like a TikTok. Isn't that they go to Dobblers in the snow, but maybe are they just celebrating... I think it might be something else, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But this is actually a good question for the diehard Greek fans. If anybody knows any of the birthdays of any of the characters, email us. Yeah, l- please let us know. Yeah. At abcsofgreek at gmail.com, Thomas? Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just like to ask Thomas for um, to validate the things I say. So, <laughs> but of course, I know. I do know our contact information. Anyway, I could see Dale being um, maybe like a water sign, water or fire. I don't think earth. I'm getting I'm getting fire sign energy. Although I could see him being a Libra because. Even in this episode, like he's really torn, but he does see both sides. You know, he's like, well, I see how this could be good for my friend, but also the devil I don't want to get involved with. So who knows? But maybe some, maybe one of our listeners knows. So that would be nice if you could email us or just email us your guess. We can go off of that too. Yeah. Rebecca is catching up with Calvin and he's like already tired of her. Everybody is kind of sick of Rebecca at this point. Like, she's giving very much, like, personal renaissance, but in a way that she is acting like everybody cares that she's going through a personal renaissance, where it's like, you can just go do you, actually. Um, Been there. Been there. (laughs) (laughs) So she's telling him about um, their date, um, and she's like, I came out to everybody at ZBZ. Remember when she did that at the end of last episode? Um, and she was like, and everybody was so understanding. And Calvin is like, oh man, I haven't been excited about a dating prospect since last year. Still hung up on Heath? Perhaps. We'll see. We haven't seen a lot of Heath this season, but he's still around. He's, he's not around. Yeah, he's in this episode a little bit. He's no gonzo. 
who is literally gonzo dave come on well dave. maybe we should recap dave's new movie with um his wife Allison brie oh that'd be fun yeah that would be fun i bet it's good calvin is like listen rebecca don't go too fast with this process take your time like he sees her kind of like going all in before even going on a date with a woman and i think that this kind of goes in one ear out the other for rebecca like everything that has been told to her this episode so far so now dale is on the phone (laughs) with sheila and rusty is doing research on the amphora society in the background (laughs) and he's asking Dale's asking Sheila what she's wearing and she says a sweater and he's like, yeah, you are always cold. (laughs) Oh my God. I loved that. Yeah. But no surprise, Rusty has found something to be unhealthily obsessed with for no reason. So he's, he's all in on the M4 society. Which Dale says, Dale says, Sheila, I have to go. Rusty's teetering on the verge of another one of his dangerous obsessions. Oh my God, I missed that. Yeah, he literally calls it out. Oh my God, I love that. And I love when we get these hints at like how self-aware the writing is in this. Exactly. They know that Rusty is insufferable. Exactly. And so then Dale and Sheila play, you hang up first, you hang up first classic and rusty starts talking about all the theories and he's like on some messaging board and he says the last post was three years ago from a username cappy i i thought that it wasn't actually gonna be cappy oh really yeah but i mean i don't know why this is reminding me of when i found the greek reddit page (laughs) for the first time shouts out to our greek reddit community i gotta get back on there they were our first listeners. I know. We love we love you all. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day to our uh, Greek Reddit page listeners. Is this going to come out? No. I guess happy belated Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you had a great Valentine's Day. We were thinking of you on Valentine's Day. So Rusty is like, light bulb, I'm going to use this to get back in good graces with Cappy, I'm going to find the Amphora Society, but he needs Dale's help. He's like, you have to convince Cappy, your good friend Cappy, to join us on this search. And Dale is reluctant, but obviously agrees because he is a good friend at heart, which we see time and time again proven. He also like wants to find them so he can help shut them down. Oh yeah, you SAG style. Yeah. Like, he also sees this as, like, a potential way to put an end to them. Yeah. Fair enough. So, um, now Calvin's pumping iron in the gym. Just Just like like me. Just like you at Crunch. Oh, my God. They're in that cursed CRU gym with all the mirrors. It's so creepy. creepy. Such a bad vibe in that gym. Fluorescent lighting. It's yeah. Bad. No, this scene is giving major Equinox vibes, particularly Equinox Williamsburg. To anyone listening who's ever um, frequented that gym. If you guys see Thomas at Equinox Williamsburg, Williamsburg, say hi. Please say hi. Like that would literally make my year. He's not being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm being completely genuine when I say that. <laughs> so pumping iron and he's eyeing a cutie and the cutie is kind of eyeing him back and he goes up to talk to him. He's wearing a Detroit lion shirt, which I guess Calvin is a fan of. And he starts kind of like, you know, having a little back and forth with him. And he says, you know, oh, maybe we should go to Dobbler's and, and watch the game. This guy lifts up his shirt. He's like... Oh, your pecs are better than my pecs. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's being like not only flirtatious, maybe even like there's like bordering sexual harassment here. Yeah, yeah. He, I feel like he's like offensively leaning into like gay gym stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's very forward. But he hesitates for like a second and then he says, sure. And I'm already like, this guy better be gay, even though I'm like, there's no way. Just no. And he's giving like John Tucker vibes. Oh, he is. Although I could see see John Tucker being bi. Totally. Totally could have seen that. Uh, That In the remake. Another good movie to recap. I love that movie. I love that movie. So good. So good. Brittany Snow. Ugh. Mean. 
Isn't Ashanti in it? Ashanti, um, Penn Badgley. Yeah, Badge. Not Mandy Moore, but the other girl who always kind of played a villain in high school. That oh, yes, right. Oh, is it Ariel? Um, Ariel Kebble. She's mm-hmm. an Aquamarine too. Oh, she's an Aquamarine. She's the villain in. Oh yeah, Aquamarine. So I think because she's an Aquamarine, that ties us into Greek. There you go. Perfect. And gives us perfect reason to recap. Six degrees of separation. (laughs) Perfect, perfect, perfect. So Calvin walks away and runs into a weight machine in kind of like a, in a, in a daze, in a, in a love daze. A lavender daze. A lavender haze. A lavender days. Um, now we're in the Capitao house and Cappy is watching National Geographic and watching literally a gazelle get murdered by two lions. And he's kind of like getting really into natural selection. It appears like he that seems to be why he's watching it, which is weird. Dale and Rusty walk in because Rusty's super excited about this new idea to win Cappy back. And Rusty shows him like the printed out Wikipedia page of like the Amphora symbol. And, you know, he's expecting Cappy to be super jazzed about this idea. But Cappy's like, I watched my whole youth slip away looking for them. Like the Amphoras are very different than us. Wait, also, though, when they walk in, he calls Rusty douche mover, and then he sees Dale and jumps up and says, Daly! And they oh do my a God. handshake. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. I thought that was so cute. And yeah. so Rusty's, like, pitching this idea, like, we should look for the Amphoras together, and... Cappy is not into it. He is not going to join them on this because he says he needs to work out. And that also confuses Rusty. Um, But Cappy says it's because of natural selection, like survival of the fittest. So Rusty's like, we need him. And then Dale's like, no, we, we really don't because we're geniuses. Oh my God. Classifying Rusty as a genius made me cringe. Pregnant pause. Cappy's like, you can use my research. Like he made this map. So he's like, you guys can use this if you want, but he's not going to participate. And then Casey approaches Rebecca. Rebecca's sitting at the table in the ZBZ dining room and she asks for advice. Well, she starts, she like asks Rebecca for something and Rebecca immediately knows um, Casey's up to something. She's like, what do you want? And then she also knows that she's kind of the last resort for this advice because her boyfriend and her best friend are both out of town. And she also says, like, when Casey usually looks for advice, it's just, like, her asking for an excuse to basically to hear herself speak. But also, Rebecca was kind of doing this earlier in the episode and was also using Casey as a last resort. So, last Yeah, touche. And Casey needs advice about what to do with the Ickies who want to come back to ZBZ. And... Rebecca's like, what are you talking about? This is the perfect way to get back at Franny. Casey's like, I don't know. I feel kind of bad for her. But Rebecca's like, it's all an act. Like, I learned all about this when I was the mole. And then she's like, you do not even think about making a decision. Like, you know what you have to do. But yeah, she's like very set on what she thinks should be done here. But also, I feel like I wouldn't want those girls coming back. Bad vibes. They said like terrible things about you guys at one point. I don't know. It would also create such a conflict between like the new girls you recruited who went through Rush at the Icky house and like heard all the shit that they were talking. I don't know. It's a really weird. It would be really weird. And also, I don't know why Casey can't just leave this and let Ashley make the decision. It's the Cartwright blood. Yeah, I was going to say, when is a Cartwright ever just left something alone (laughs) but rebecca believes this will be like the final nail in franny's coffin like she thinks like this will be what ends franny once and for all or maybe the fact that she's graduating at the end of the year like right (laughs) franny will need to move on at some point yeah but now we are in, I guess, essentially like these tunnels, like the bowels of the school, because Rusty and Dale are following Cappy's map to this secret society. 
And Dale is really freaked out. He's like, I can smell like cultish evil and blood. And uh, he starts splashing holy water everywhere. And then it gets in Rusty's eye. <laughs> but he's like, don't worry. And now you'll see no evil. Oh, and he's also like, um, I know it's Catholic, but better safe than sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, And Rusty is also like, Oh, did you hear when Cappy called me spitter instead of douche mover? That was progress. <laughs> yeah, Rusty is obsessed with getting Cappy's love back. People and But bad at pleasing people. <laughs> now we cut to Cappy doing his bizarre workout in the dark in a, like the middle of a presumably a field, just doing lunges by himself. It's almost like a forest. Yeah, I'm like, where is this? And this is just also looking to be like in danger. Yeah. So he's doing these lunges and then like immediately gets kidnapped by, we don't even know who kidnapped him, but it's just very sudden. It's like someone in a cloak. Yeah. And when he's doing the, like the lunges and like running, he's like, oh, try to get me now. Cheetahs. Like, I'm like gazelle. Like it was so weird. He's talking about that geo clip that he saw. He's kind of like in a funk. Yeah. And he gets kidnapped by like a couple people. Like they're all in hooded cloaks. Very strange. And so now we're at the Rebecca Robin date. It's getting, you know, obviously it's super cute. They're like having fun together. They're getting pizza. And Robin does admit that she was familiar with Rebecca um, because she had seen her spring break video. But she's like, don't worry, like you had some great moves. And also my mom had an affair with my Spanish teacher. So I totally know embarrassment. Like I shaved my head. Of course, Robin was a shaved head girly. (laughs) And Rebecca's like, your mom had an affair with your Spanish teacher? Like, oh my God. And Robin's like, well, it did raise my grade from a D to an A. (laughs) But they are bonding over having bad parents. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, having these, like, embarrassing moments. And then as Rebecca says, like, oh, gosh, that must have been so embarrassing. Then, like, a huge glob of cheese just falls on her, her jeans that she obviously took a lot of time and effort into picking out. And she's so upset and, like, embarrassed. And Robin grabs um, something from her purse, and it's a stain stick, like a tied tied to go. That's not getting that stain out. No, it is a huge, it's a huge oily blob of cheese. There's no way that's ever coming out. You need like a dish soap situation. Truly. I mean, it is so oily. (laughs) And now we are in the, uh, the Amphora society, essentially. So we, we realize that a bunch of people have been kidnapped and brought into the secret society Conveniently, as Rusty and Dale are looking for them. Well, I mean, what started the whole search was that they started graffitiing their, like, logo around, which means they're recruiting. So they knew that they were actively. Got it. That makes a lot more sense. As I was watching this, I was like, this feels all a little too coincidental. No, no, no. The reason that they found that anyway was because the Emperor Society was recruiting. Yeah, it's giving, like, pitch perfect when the girls join the acapella group and they're all hooded and then they, like, pull off the hoods. So Cappy is, it's, it's very serious, but Cappy's, like, cracking jokes under his hood and he is like super excited but then he realizes as he's unveiled that evan is also part of the society and he's standing right next to him right next to him like a meet you strangers to lovers to amphora society brothers (laughs) i like that and it immediately sours the experience for copy because he's like seriously like you're here he's like really kind of making a big deal about other people of late you know what i mean Where it's like, can you just have your own experience and not let everybody else's actions like influence your happiness day to day? Yeah, it's very uncappy of him to do so. And so now Casey is getting a pedicure and she's so desperate for advice. She like actually just asks her like the pedicurist, can I just ask you something? Like I really need advice on a situation. And the pedicurist is like not enthused about this at all. But before Casey can kind of explain what she wants to talk about, we see Franny walk in because Casey's mentioning something about toe fungus and she goes, speaking of fungus. 
and Franny offers to leave like she's literally like I won't be here because you know at this nail salon of course there are only like two spots and they're right next to each other and she says so Casey can relax yeah and Casey's like what like I can't believe you're actually being nice um she's like I won't you know I won't get in your cave this time which is is referencing something that Rebecca said earlier in the episode that I don't want to repeat. If you have watched the episode, you know what we're talking about. Franny also mentions, like, I thought after the wedding, like, we were okay. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. we did, too. So did Casey. That's why she was like, I'm feeling bad for Franny. And then Rebecca got in her ear. Yeah. And so then Casey starts accusing Franny of sending the defecting ZBZs over, like, as moles. But Franny's is like, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And Casey's like working through this this theory as she's saying it. And she's like, oh, of course. How could I be so blind? Like, this happened and then you, or or you did it because of this reason. And Freddie's like, I just want to get a pedicure. As Schmidt would say, Casey's gone full Nick Miller. She's like fully in the conspiracy theory deep end. Yeah, she truly is. And as you, as Casey repeats it more and more, you start to see Franny's face kind of fall because Franny had no idea this was happening, but she's starting to put it together. Oh, these girls really want to leave Icky. And Franny Franny then says, she doesn't say, I have to go. She says, (laughs) I have to leave. Casey gaslighting herself in this moment is gaslighting me. I'm like, wait, does Franny not know or does she? What's but we have on? every we have every reason to understand though why Casey would think that because Franny up until this point has been nothing but like sneaky and secrets and ultimate like manipulation queen. Question, do you think she's using Evan's credit card for that pedicure? Yes. No, no, I don't think so. She's like writing it off as a business expense. Yeah, yeah. And it's really sad. Franny kind of like limps away. Like she's having a hard time walking because she's still wearing those like, like those like styrofoam flip flops they put on you when you get a pedicure. Yeah. It's, it's sad. sad. It's actually kind it's, of sad. It's pathetic. And Casey, it's, she starts to feel kind of guilty just because even earlier in the episode, she is saying like Franny's at like ultimate pathetic state. Like this is the most p- pathetic <laughs> we've ever seen her. Oh God. She says she's like, I'm like, she's like, I feel kind of pity for her. Yeah. Oh God. I was just cringing at this next scene that we're about to dive into. Oh God. I feel like it's always, um, the person who recaps like the middle of the episode gets like the most like difficult, (laughs) like, I feel like all the shit goes down in the middle. I feel like this plot was so unnecessary. I don't know. But real- Really quickly before we go to the next scene, Franny walks out and she's wearing a classic cropped sweatshirt hoodie with a long tunic tank. <laughs> oh, it's so long. And I think even some capris. Oh, I'm sure some capris. <laughs> yeah, it's like screaming 2009. Oh my God, I forgot to mention this earlier too, but when they're unveiling the members of the Amphora Society, speaking of 2009, like the two girls standing next to Cappy have like the most like emo, like 2009 straightened bang, like hanging over one eye haircuts I have ever seen. I just like, in 2009, I just couldn't get my side part far enough to the side. I need, like, it needed to be, like, by my ear. I didn't. I just had, always, I always had a max haircut up until, like, the last couple of years. Like, I really, really had a glow up. Well, you have such a nice, like, curl pattern. It's hard to believe you would have it short. I know. We can, we should maybe, if we do reach 100 reviews, maybe we'll give some um, high school photos of ourselves on the Mm. on the Instagram some photos of us in 2009 (laughs) I don't think I'll be doing that okay so now we're at Dobbler's and Calvin and this like unnamed hot guy we'll just call him John Tucker for the purposes of clarity he says his name but I don't know what it is (laughs) so they're watching the Lions game Um, his name is Jess Jess so they are watching the game and Calvin is drinking water and uh, Jess is drinking a beer and they're Jess is like, honestly, like good on you for drinking water. Like I'm trying to stay in shape. And he like, once again, picks up his shirt to show Calvin his abs. I think he's talking about like, he wants to keep his six pack going. And then someone changes the channel and uh, 
they're like, damn. And then Calvin, because so Calvin thinks this is a date. So he's like, ugh, like, that's such a bummer that like, you know, they changed the channel. And then the guy, Jess, says, well, now we get a chance to talk more. Extremely flirty. And a weird thing to say. And he says, we get to talk more. And, and as he says, and he starts to lean. No, no. He says, or. Or. Yeah. Even worse. Or. Mm -hmm. And he leans in and Calvin thinks he's going in for a kiss. So Calvin starts to also go for an, in for a kiss. And immediately Jess is like, dude, man, what are you talking about? What was that? I'm straight. Uh... And Calvin's like, but you literally said we could talk more or, and he's like, or I could get the phone out of my pocket to text my friend to watch the game at his place. That's not how you would go about any of that. No. Also, if like any of my friends and I were going somewhere to watch some kind of sporting event, which would really never happen anyway. But if that was the case, I would never, if the game was shut off, turn to them and say, well, now we get the chance to talk more. Like, that's something you say to a pal. Yeah. That's weird. It's it's not even really something you say to a date. (laughs) This is just pure queer baiting in like the worst way. It's like he has been queer baiting Calvin this whole time. At the gym, he's like basically asking him on a date. He's showing off his body. He's like, complimenting Calvin's appearance and then he's literally going in for a kiss but then acts like he's not it's so mean it's outrageous Jess also known as Harry Styles Mm. Jacqueline said it not me (laughs) and allegedly too there did you see that like swipe through it was like Timothy Chalamet and I think someone else too they're like all being accused of queer baiting oh no I didn't see that but (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's sad. It's Calvin was really put in a bad situation here. So yeah, now, and you see later, like this guy was like doing this purposefully, which is yeah. so gross, it's really weird. Like, this guy like agrees to this, and it's pretty clear that Calvin is saying it's a date. Like, it's not like he's like, oh yeah, bro, like let's go watch the game. The way that he asks is like date like do you yeah. want to it's essentially saying do you want to grab a drink together yeah exactly. after eyeing each other in the mirror at the gym yeah. yeah it's painful to watch okay so now rebecca and robin are walking back to the zbc house and she's like i had such a great time and rebecca's also like that was such a fun first date like i wasn't nervous like i wasn't i was not afraid to eat in front of you like all these things that she had previously, I guess, felt when she was dating men. Robin's like, well, there's still one thing that like is going to be the same as all your other first dates. And then they kiss. And this guy riding a bike literally smashes like into a car because all the guys who watch them kiss just completely, I don't know, go insane immediately. Ridiculous. (laughs) And then Rebecca, after they kiss, something shifts in her and you can see it. It's very subtle, but she has this kind of weird reaction and she's like, I'll call you. And I think Robin even looks a little confused. And then Rebecca walks inside and she just looks like kind of unsure of what just happened. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe I shouldn't have come out to my entire house as fully a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca is really caught up on her labels in this episode and it's, it's, kind of sad to watch because she so badly wants to like fit into one category yeah and we hear her say later she's like uh indecision is a sign of weakness so that's really the place that she's operating uh yeah that's the core belief the core Mm -hmm. belief that's like if i was her therapist i'd be like let's uncover that a little bit yeah let's unpack those feelings rebecca so we're back in the bowels of CRU where the Amphora leader is making all of these new recruits sit from I guess it is an Amphora is what he's calling it it's like a big urn kind of thing yeah the the Tutton common wine (laughs) yeah that has this wine in it and then they say some kind of word after they take a sip which I didn't write down but that's what happened yeah, and then they they join so they're going down the line but then when it gets to Cappy Cappy's like no thanks like I'm gonna pass and this causes an issue he's like I don't want to join a group that this guy is a part of meaning Evan so ridiculous uh, no it's absurd and also so- by the way you're already at a college where that guy is so yeah and you're both a part of Greek life like yeah you're not a part of the same organization but you're both a part of an organization and like you have to do things and anyway 
Um, so then like the leader of the Amphoras is like, this has never happened before. We have to confer. And this whole time you can tell that this guy is like putting on this very thick voice. Like he's kind of yeah. doing this with his, like throwing his voice. It's and- like, um, the narrator in Book of Mormon. Yes. And he does sound like him for any musical theater fans out there. We know you're out there. So they kind of like go to talking like the group of amphoras and Evan turns to Cappy and is like, I thought we were like getting along. Why are you turning this down? And Cappy's like, so like brushes him aside. He's like, well, we are now, but I don't want to be a part of a group you're in and blah, blah, blah. Just kept keep saying that. He's, oh, really, he's mad at Rusty. Yeah, exactly. He's like letting the Rusty thing again color how he sees evan it's like dude you gotta let this go so um happy then says to like the leader of the amphorist like, oh i won't give away your secrets just let me out and so then the scene cuts to rusty running through campus with like a construction helmet on covered in dirt and casey stops him she's like buying a coffee at the coffee cart she stops him so go on meeting Dale. We're going to go to this spot where if the moonlight hits it at this certain time, you're supposed to be able to see the lair. Like they're just, they're all in on the conspiracy theory now too. And uh, Casey can't believe that. She's like, I can't believe sometimes that Evan and Cappy don't hang out anymore. They were both obsessed with looking for am- the amphoras. Yeah. She tells Rusty that like when they were a freshman, they really wanted to be amphoras and they were like into looking at it for it together and evan was actually the one who made the map that rusty is using so this sets a light bulb off in rusty's head oh my god finally this guy is so dense he finally realizes that his actions with um jordan were triggering to cappy because (laughs) it's similar to what happened with evan and casey this was so obvious that I didn't even know that they were implying that he didn't realize this until this point of the episode. I know, it's crazy. Also, like, it is pretty fundamentally different, but whatever. It's so different. Like, Jesse McCartney and Rusty knew each other for, what, two days? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah. The girlfriend, or, like, Jordan and Andy dated for three weeks. <laughs> like, all of this happened less like, than a month. Uh, it's all a stretch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then Dale texts Rusty and Rusty's like, oh, I have to go. I have to go. I have to meet Dale. He gets a text <laughs> that says, 10 minutes before the moon fully rises. <laughs> I, I love, love I love this show. It's so funny. It's so cute. I love like a moonlit reverie. <laughs> so he runs off. And then we see the next scene is Cappy in his room. And he's throwing a pillow in the air and catching it that's what he's doing oh like come on cappy you're down that bad and rusty bursts into the room after he's had this like revelation and he's saying i know why you're so angry at me um you know you you're taking your anger with evan out on me but it's not different and cappy's he also says, I'm not the one who kissed Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's a different situation. Like, you don't understand. And um, Cappy's like, well, I do happen to think you're being a bit Evan S. And Rusty's like, you don't understand. Andy's side is very easy to understand, but you don't know where I'm coming from. Which I think is both fair and unfair. It's like, hey, you still did a really shitty thing. But I do get kind of what he's saying. Like, he never told his like full side of the story. So then Mm -hmm. he says, you know, I met Jordan first. I really liked her. Then they got together. I tried to keep my feelings, you know, off to the side. We ended up kissing. He, you know, kind of gives Kathy the lowdown on what happened. And he thinks this is different because he didn't like, or because he liked Jordan first. I guess he just doesn't realize that that's how it was with Evan. That's actually like how the stories are quite similar. (laughs) Also, he says, like, this line was kind of sad. He was like, Casey and Evan both broke your heart freshman year. I know. And you could just see, like, Happy's mm-hmm. so defensive. But you know he knows it's true. Yeah. 
All because I liked a boy. Oh my God, Sabrina Carpenter just walked into the room. (gasps) I love her. I just need to like say that I love her on the pod. I need to manifest a friendship with her into my life. She's so great. She's why I got bangs, which I feel like I probably said on this podcast before. (laughs) Oh my God, I didn't know she was the reason behind it. Yeah. It is very, this is very reminiscent though of the Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter, Joshua Bassett. Yeah. Do you think that's why they did that? Sabrina Carpenter, (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo, and Joshua Bassett because of this show? I bet in Deja Vu, instead of saying watching reruns of Glee, she probably meant to say watching reruns of Greek. Greek. You're so right. Oh my God. And when she said singing in harmony, they, she's talking about the plain white tees and the karaoke scene, obviously. Oh my god! <laughs> Anywho, so Rebecca is in disguise when she meets Calvin, and she's in disguise because she needs advice, and that's indecisiveness is seen as weakness. So that's why she's hiding from people, as if they would know that she's feeling indecisive. I don't know. It's very strange. And she tells Calvin, she's like, I'm supposed to see Robin tonight, but I'm just really confused. You know, she wants to give it another shot and see like kind of how she feels after the second date. But she says, worst comes to worst. She's not a lesbian and they stay friends. And Calvin's like, no, worst comes to worst. Robin dies of embarrassment. Uh, Yeah, Calvin is not in the mood to be dealing with somebody being frivolous about their sexual orientation at the cost of others at this point he then tells her about how he like accidentally tried to kiss a straight guy and he does suggest to Rebecca he's like well I think you should just figure it out quickly that's so much pressure though oh my gosh like figure out your sexuality fast Bex I know like Rebecca you know it's a spectrum I also think I think Rebecca's like a psych major so I feel like she should know this I know. It can take people, like, sometimes their full lifetime to figure out their sexuality. Not just, like, one day, Calvin. Yeah, yeah Calvin. Also, um, like, you can, maybe she, just not liking Robin romantically doesn't mean she's not. Like, it's not like one person is the test. Yeah. I am actually repulsed by most straight men. I was going to say, case in point. (laughs) Yeah, but I do think this plot line, it's accurate to the time. Because when you think back to like 2008, 2009, I think it was like either you were gay, you were straight, or like there, it's like you were bisexual. But I feel like that was like not taken as seriously. It was also seen as like so rare for whatever reason. Now I feel like the baseline is bi and everyone goes from there. Yeah. Well, there's like that whole, I don't know if you guys remember that episode in Sex and the City where um, Carrie dates like a bisexual man and she's like horrified by it. Of course. Yeah, I do remember that. And Miranda says like the most out of pocket thing. She's like, I bisexual is just a train stop on the way to gay or something like that. Like (laughs) completely crazy. But to hear Calvin talking like that, well, not about like people who are bisexual, but about like you know sexuality in general is very strange coming from this character it just was a weird they did not need to put that in there it was a departure from yeah especially to like prove his point that this guy was like kind of being an asshole like we knew that um okay moving on from that horrific scene so casey has Brenda, Beth, and like the other ickies that left ZBZ sitting at the table at um at the ZBZ like dining room. And she basically says, sorry, I'm not gonna recommend that Ashley let you back in. And they're really, really pissed at her. And then um they all get up in a huff to leave. And Casey says, like, bye, Beth. And Beth goes, What does she say to her? She's like, Are you mocking me? Yeah. And she's <laughs> just kidding case bye oh that it's was a good so scary it oh, was so I, scary i worked on that after i heard her voice do you ever like hear somebody's voice and feel like you have to like mimic it is that like some kind of that's <laughs> called bullying <laughs> no i don't even mean it in a bullying way it's just like i'm like that's such an interesting yeah i i like doing it i think it's like fun 
So we're back at the cursed CRU gym and Jess is again, you know, pumping iron and Calvin goes up to him just kind of like to clear the air. He's like, let's just pretend that that like never happened. But, and Jess agrees, but Calvin is like walking away and he can't leave it. Like he's so upset by this situation. Rightfully. Yeah. Not for the reasons that like he's convinced himself he is, (laughs) but he has a right to be upset. So he like turns back around. He's like, come on. Like you knew that I was gay. Like you were complimenting me. Like, you know, you knew that I thought this was a date. And this guy admits like, yeah, basically I did know all of this. I've been depressed because my girlfriend dumped me lately and I wanted a confidence boost. Boo. That is terrible. Fucking terrible. I hated that. I don't even get how you get from A to Z on that one. Like, it's whatever. It's truly like. And then you're shocked that he tried to kiss you. Like, I don't know. Right. uh, And with this context and the audacity of everything he had done. Yeah. And the way At that least was- now we can talk more. Jess. Yeah. Take a hike. Cappy is walking around campus and he yet again gets kidnapped. This guy has no sense of like spatial awareness. And all. he has no defense to the cheetahs, <laughs> clearly. Clearly. So he's once again back at the Amphora Society and they say that they're giving him a second chance. The leader of the Amphoras is like one of the initiates convinced us that you deserved another chance. And we know that it's obviously Evan. And Evan turns to Cappy and he's like, I know you would have regretted giving it up. And Cappy looks at Evan and is like, hey, I'm sorry for making a move on Casey when I knew you liked her first. So he's admitting that he's like the Andy in it all. Uh, Although Andy was never aware that Rusty had any feelings for Jordan because Rusty dared he make that known. So then they end up like shaking hands and Cappy takes the pledge and he's in. He's an Amphora. Then like Cappy doesn't say the right word that I don't know what it is, whatever the send off is supposed to be. And... Then the leader of the Amphoras says, close enough. And Kathy and Evan, like, look at each other because they definitely recognize the voice. But as they look at each other, the whole group hears Rusty and Bill, like, <laughs> clomping around. It kind of sounds like they might be, like, either on top of or below of where they are. Like they're I just, think on top. Yeah, it sounded like they were rocking. There. Yeah. yeah, they're right there, but not quite. They still haven't found them, but they're clomping around. They're talking. And he's like, I gotta make Cappy proud. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh my God. Cappy. It's actually pretty cute. It's kind of cute. And Cappy's like, must be another Cappy. <laughs> oh my God. Because he's like outing them as trying to have like uncovered them as a society. Exactly. And so, yeah, you kind of hear them, like, walk right on top of and, like, walk away. It reminds me of that scene in uh, The Santa Claus 2, where they're flying over the North Pole and they hear little hammers. Oh, my God. I loved that scene. I also loved the Hilary Duff single, Santa Claus Lane. Oh, she's an amazing Christmas album. I I like the um, um, Santa Claus 3 um or four, where Ali and AJ had, it's the greatest time of year. And it's here. Joy to the world and everyone. Whoa. <laughs> I loved Ali and AJ winter vibes. They're coming out with a new um, album, and like the preview of the song sounded pretty lit. I love their new music. I saw them live. I saw oh my them God, live what was it? At Great America in San Jose in 2008. <laughs> Oh, I saw them live um, in 2002 at Madison Square Garden. Whoa, that's a flex. Yeah, they were opening for Ben Flat. <laughs> oh, I think, you, I think you said that before on the pod. <laughs> we talk about them a lot. 2022. 2022. Oh, I thought you were saying 2002. I was like, Ben Platt, 2002. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, when Ben Platt was in third grade. <laughs> And he was playing at Madison Square Garden. So um, after Dale and Rusty, like you hear them kind of like walk over the Amphora Society's lair. Then everybody, all of the Amphoras unveil themselves. And the leader is Dean Bowman. I loved this. And I missed him. Me too. I I missed you. Happy is so thrilled 
For real. Couldn't you see a world where, like, in the reboot, Happy is the dean of CRU? Oh, yeah. I can totally see it. Especially now, because they're always talking about how the dean was, like, basically a Cappy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, we have to get Alan Ruck on the show. Can you imagine? I just think we got to get this, like, movie... Reboot. this reboot we need to get these those producer credits on the reboot so rebecca and robin are i'm assuming this is rebecca's room in zbz yeah i think it is it's decorated really cute and they're making out kind of it's like not like a passionate makeout it's actually like quite a departure from their dare kiss yeah and, um rebecca's kind of just like uncomfortable she stops the kiss and Robin realizes right away what's going on. She's like, you're not gay. Because, well, Rebecca says, I have something to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, and Robin says, you're not gay. And she's like, yeah. And she says, you know, you're not the first lug that I encountered. <laughs> and Rebecca says, lug? And Robin says, lesbian until graduation. Hmm. I don't know about that. Hmm. <laughs> That's undoing some of the work the show has done. I was going to say, there's some very outdated views of sexuality in this episode for a show that's so seemingly progressive about it, but... Just goes to show how far we've come. Right. And perhaps there just, like, wasn't the wording. Like, it wasn't in the zeitgeist as much as it is now. Like, I'm sure there were people that were, like, using the right words at that time, but it wasn't how, like, people commonly know yeah 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 exactly. so robin's really honestly aside from the love comment very sweet about this she's like you know i totally understand you're just trying to figure yourself out like not a big deal rebecca says i wish i was a lesbian or at least bisexual like bestie you went on one date with one girl it's like you still might be yeah. yeah rusty is now telling cappy like oh we i think we i thought we were coming close but now i don't even think that the amphora society exists they're walking around campus he's like I, all we found in our search was a bunch of condoms and a pair of overalls <laughs> i love the idea of dale walking around in overalls that were buried underground Oh, he would love that. That he can't stop wearing. Yeah. And also like him in an overall. I can totally see it. Like he must he would love the pockets. He like there's a lot about overalls that I could see Dale liking. So <laughs> Cappy is like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry for being so hard on you. They kind of make up. And Rusty's like, I think that um M4 was actually like maybe made up by Omega Kai. <laughs> and then it's like they're such douchebags. And they walk past. Yeah, so they say douchebag. They do say yeah, douchebag. They do say douchebag. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're only allowed to say it a few times for the uh, mm. TV PG rating. Like, oh, is yeah, douchebag? Like, I'm even just confused. Like, even as of now, is it considered like a bad so. word? Personal hygiene products. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to hear like someone in a middle school class use it you know yeah it's like i I guess it's kind of like a derogatory term i would put it in like the same category of quote swear words as like crap yeah i was just gonna say crap yeah or like potentially ass ass is a little asshole yeah you can't say hole on tv shows you can say ass oh and they do that a lot on greek too yeah so it must fall in those lines so, like, as Rusty is saying this, they're walking by Evan, who looks really good in this episode. He's gotten his glow back. That amphora wine is yeah. running through his system. <laughs> the fountain of youth. Um, so, when they walk by, Kathy and Evan have, like, a longing look. Wait, but first, Rusty says, speaking of Omega Kai douchebags. And Evan hears it, and he turns. I know. He's like, what? <laughs> He's, it, yeah. it takes everything in him not to break Rusty's nose again. Like, Rusty will only go there with Evan when he has Cappy's, like, direct protection. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, but they have a secret moment where they, they have think a cute. Yeah. They almost have a loving look. This is the most strange scene that we've ever had. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Here and I really resent both of you for making me talk about it. You split it up. I know. <laughs> Why did no one warn me? Um, so Casey and Rebecca are apparently at a ZBZ car wash that we've heard nothing about. But they're yeah, like, and like we don't even know why that's happening, but sure. I feel like a scene had to have been cut. They also seem like they were the only two people there watching the cars. Like they were just doing it in their spare time. But it, there is a banner that says ZBZ car wash. And they're washing this like gross green car. And Franny walks up and she tells Casey, you were actually so wrong about the ickies, you know, um, they didn't want to leave. We just spent all day at a sisterhood retreat and they all loved like being an IPAP. So you had bad information. And it's embarrassing. No. And she just kind of stomps away. Like Casey doesn't even really say anything. In her Herman Munster shoes. <laughs> yeah, she's really giving Alex. This <laughs> outfit is cr- it's like this outfit is insane. She looks like she's about to rent you a model home. Yeah, it's really giving um, flight attendant. <laughs> Just channeling Sheila hardcore. So then Rebecca's like says to Casey, oh, I still think you're crazy for not letting the eye caps back in. And Casey says she can only handle one bitch in the house and sprays Rebecca with the hose. Well, no, and she also says it would have started this vicious cycle. Yeah. Of, like, Franny needing to get back at her and Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. She doesn't want to deal with it anymore. But then she, yeah, she looks at Rebecca and she's like, we can only handle one bitch in the house. And so she sprays Rebecca with the hose. And then Rebecca's like talking about Robin. She says, I think I just had a crush on Robin. I didn't know who I was. And then it begins a very weird, somehow we segue from that into Rebecca saying, but it was really crazy to see like how guys acted when girls would kiss and I okay like what this is such a weird point that they keep bringing up in the show yeah for again no reason they really are overdoing this like this idea of men fixating on women being attracted to each other and not in like a tongue-in-cheek way I feel like like they're doing it I don't know it's really strange like they say like they're going back and forth Casey's agreeing she's like yeah like when Ashley and I grind on each other at Dobbler's like guys go crazy but we're not doing it for them and they're having this discussion and they decide let's kiss to see how they react these guys that are watching them wash the cars I guess but they're the only two people watching the cars in like the middle of Greek row. Like, as weird as it is, I'm like, finally they kiss. I but know. It's I just... so like the the circumstances are so annoying. It's yeah, the circumstances. I know. Yeah, if it had been any other circumstance, I would be like, yes, kiss. But it's like the fact that they're like, boys will be boys. Let's see what they do. I just like this is such an absurd hot it's so weird it's a weird way to end the episode they kiss and then they look back to see how the guys are reacting and there's no one there yeah they walked away which is also weird <laughs> it's like what like like what were, what point were they making i just I don't any- even yeah i don't even understand the purpose of putting this in here at all it it it, it says nothing about the plot it says nothing about rebecca like continuing to explore her sexuality like I think they honestly just finally wanted Rebecca and Casey to kiss and that's how they decided to do it. <laughs> and like, it's funny because Casey's so resistant, but then w- during the kiss, you can kind of see her start to get into it. Yeah. It's weird. It's so it's- weird. And afterward, they like, they look really like embarrassed. Like, it's weird. <laughs> and it's like, kind of so awkward. Odd. It was so strange. And that's how they end it. Love. Makes no sense, but sure. <laughs> but it's over. Um. Okay, winners? My winner, oh my gosh, I feel like this is kind of a hard one. There weren't a ton of winners here. And um, I'm going to say I'm going to give Robin her win because I think this might be her last episode. And I think she uh, handled that situation with Rebecca with a lot of grace. Yeah, she did handle it with a lot of grace. I'm going to go with Evan because I like that he 
was kind of like open to putting aside their differences and then championed for Cappy because he knew Cappy would regret it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dale. Okay. Yeah. I'll always backhand his friend. I love Dale and Cappy becoming friends. Daily. 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 So cute. Loser. Oh. I think mine mine were the icky defects as a as a group. Okay. That's fair. I'm either toxic. Go, either yeah. Casey or Calvin. I'm gonna go Calvin had something like humiliating happen to him. So like I'm not gonna say Calvin because I feel bad for him. But Casey like rubbed me the wrong way this episode. I think sadly, I think Cappy is my loser in this episode. I don't say that a lot, but I do think that he was really being hard on Rusty when all, some of it was maybe warranted, but clearly he was bringing in his own baggage. Uh, yeah, totally. I could see that. Projecting a lot this episode. Yeah. Well. Oh, well, thanks for joining us on, on this wrong down, down memory, memory lane. lane. See you Ciao. next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.